they can kind of develop over time too. I think as a song comes in, we work around and we play with it and we go, well, hey, why don't we try this here? And, you know, we've been playing quite a few years together, so it's um, been fun to see the evolution of these songs as either we take in more influences or we kind of put more of our own thumbprint on the song. What about the one called Where Have You Been? What's the evolution of that? Well, that's a song that we uh, wrote. Actually, I kind of had the concept and the idea and brought it into everybody. And we were down by the Minnehaha Falls. We just started playing it, and the song just started coming out. And um, it's a nice, slow, moody song, and I can kind of let loose and kind of open up my vocals. In the song, Where Have You Been? Who Are You? I'm that lover that's waiting for her other to come home. So I guess the songs were kind of written about different circumstances, kind of in a way where it's like, you have your lover, but they're not coming home. There was somebody else. And that idea of like, where have you been? And there's a part where I just break down. It's like, where have you been? You know, but it's also that idea where you love someone and you kind of let them go and you're hoping they were going to come back. And you're just like, where have you been? Like, I thought you were going to come back. You know, so it's it's a fun song to sing, and every time I get done singing, I have to kind of like collect myself and be like, oh, you know, because it's so personal. But that makes it so fun to sing. We're speaking to Amanda and Chris about their group, Fattenin' Frogs. And Chris, you're, you're a lead singer too, uh, and you wrote something called Old Steel Train. Uh, yeah, it was uh, actually the, probably the first song, well, one of the first songs I wrote for this band. Went to the, Duluth, the train museum in Duluth when I was a kid and just kind of saw the old, cool old trains there. And then later on, I started listening to a lot of old blues music and old country music and noticing that trains were such a big theme and I don't know, I just sat down to write a song and it just kind of came out and started writing about the trains I saw in the Duluth Train Museum and their role in the sort of the uh, iron industry in northern Minnesota which I, where I grew up. Uh, so just kind of wrote a song about it. It kind of combines a lot of country styles along with blues styles. It's sort of like uh, structurally it's kind of blues vocal structure but it's more of a uh, country delivery, I guess. Where do you find the similarity between the blues and country music? Well, if you go back far enough, they're almost the same thing. You know, Jimmy Rogers was a huge influence on Howlin' Wolf. Jimmy Rogers was influenced by all the, the black bluesmen in Mississippi where he grew up, so basically country music as we know it started in the 1920s when blues was already a thing, and so so they incorporated a lot of that into country, and for a point at that time, it was they were very similar. Well,
We're speaking with Chris and Amanda of the Fattening Frogs. You are both lead singers, but sometimes you sing together. How do you accommodate each other's styles? A lot of times when we sing together, you know, when we first started singing together, she joined the group after it already existed. There were a lot of songs that I already sang, and so she came in and added some vocals, and we kind of evolved around that. And then she would sing lead, and then she has more of a sort of a take command presence when she sings. I don't really try to harmonize with her. I do have some callbacks, you know, like go, go throw back to old jazz where you sing a line and someone yells something back. So we do some of that kind of stuff. But she's really good at harmonizing, so she harmonizes great with the stuff I do. And she's also like, especially in this song, Yes for Water, we have a, a break in the middle of the song where we just say, all right, Amanda, just go nuts. You know, show us what you got. And then at the end of the song, so I start singing lead the first half of the song, and she harmonizes, but by the the third verse, the last verse, we're basically singing co-leads, which we do that sometimes too, is we sing co-lead on songs where we both basically sing the lead at the same time and we go different directions with it and kind of work around each other. Amanda, in your singing style, you take liberties, but when you're singing with Chris, do you have to pull back a little bit? Yeah, definitely at times. I kind of have to be using more of my backup vocal voice versus my, you know, I'm not going to come in on some, you know, lead singer tone. You know, I need to... Um, do something that's going to compliment him and what he's singing. Um, but there's definitely times where we take liberties with that, where I kind of snaking in and out of what he's doing, and then he's kind of, you know, bringing the intensity up. And, and so it's kind of fun to have um, that tension also at times where we're doing different things, but it also has a commonality to it. We don't always have this planned out. A lot of times it's just we go with what we're feeling at the time. We wing a lot of stuff up there vocally with what we're doing, especially on like that song, Ask for Water. We don't really have a plan when we go into the end of it. We, you know, it's just a basic structure, but vocally what we do with it is always up for interpretation and what we're feeling for sure. And a lot of stuff like we use that way. I don't think we've ever told each other an idea beforehand, have we? <laughs> when it comes to that anyways. <laughs> Darling, no Performs at 4.30 p.m. at Como Park Conservatory in St. Paul, Sunday, January 19th. For information, the URL is thefattenandfrogs.com, and there's no apostrophe. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. Well,